what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hey, welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. We all know that health is complex and multifaceted. Amy Chang and Fran Paradine are here to break it down, talk it up, and learn from a whole slew of really amazing guests. Fran and Amy are both health coaches, and just like health, their practices and viewpoints are individualized. You'll hear different takes on the same information as they discuss all things health, and you'll learn with them as they talk with guests who explore all different areas of health. Every episode will be fun, informative, and entertaining. If you like what you hear, please follow us and subscribe so you never miss an episode. All right. Um, Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today, this is Fran and Amy and Healthy AF. We're happy to be with you today. And we have a question that's been on everybody's mind, and we know it has been because you ask us all the flipping, Tom. And about intermittent fasting. Yes. Lots and lots of people are um, experimenting with intermittent fasting. They're curious about it. A lot of people are doing it um, successfully. A lot of people are doing it and not seeing the results they want. So there's, and there's just, there's so much information out about, about it and what it is and how to do it and what breaks a fast. Um, And, you know, I certainly don't have the finite answers, um, but we can um, definitely talk about it. I think you and I probably have, um, you know, maybe some differing ideas um, about about some of the aspects of intermittent fasting and maybe different results. And so I just I just think it would be a really interesting conversation for people to listen to um, and learn from. And recognizing that everybody's body's different, you know, so you and I can do the exact same fast, um, eat the exact same things during our eating windows, and we'd get different results. Um, I, so love, just- I love that. And I, I love that when I stand beside you, I'm like a short chunk of muscle and you're like this long lean, like muscle machine. And um, it's easy to see the differences in our body. And it reminds us that internally we are also different because you can look at two people who are, look very, very similar. And like literally the DNA inside their liver is different on a cellular level and they're going to process things differently. So they Absolutely. can do the exact same thing. Yes. So, and, and so right. When we uh, eat the same things, like our microbiome, my, the the bugs in my gut are different from the bugs in your gut. And so we, we're processing the same foods differently. Our bodies are doing different things with the same foods. Um, so just kind of that's the overall umbrella. Um, and I think that's an important to remember as people are experimenting with um, diets and intermittent fasting and changing oh, up. That's eating. another good word, experimenting. So let's start here. Um, I'll play the person who asked me all the questions and you'll play you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's an easy one for me. (laughs) So what I get is, well, what do you think about intermittent fasting? Which typically means, I don't know what that means. Can you tell me what intermittent fasting is? Yes. Um, Right. And so the, uh, 
the definition of intermittent fasting, it's, and it's pretty um, interchangeable with time-restricted eating. People use it in, interchangeably. Um, I think it's a little bit different. I think what you and I do, what I do definitely is more like time-restricted eating, which means that you have a window every day. Like this is something you, you try to do the best you can every day. Um, whether it is a, you know, 12 hour eating window and 12 hour fasting window, or, you know, 16 hour fasting window and eight hour eating window. And, and those windows are going to vary depending on person to person. Um, I have yet to get beyond like a 17, 18 hour fast. Um, you have done much longer fasts. Um, and so it basically it is a very kind of time structured way of eating. So, and I think why it's becoming popular these days is because it's, it's much easier for a lot of people to just say, I'm not eating anything for these hours, um, rather than having to stick to a specific diet and, or counting calories or counting macros or all of that stuff. So, um, that, I think that's why it's been more popular. Most of the studies have been done, I think, on the um, 16-8. Um, you know, so you're fasting okay. for 16 hours. Exactly. I was going to say, like, tell what that is. <laughs> you're fasting for 16 hours and eating for eight hours. Um, but that doesn't mean that's the best one. It just means that's where the, most of the information is. Um, so, okay. and the more learning about it, the, the more they're finding that it has, it has a, a lot of benefits beyond, I think people start it because they want to lose weight. Uh, I think that's one of the main reasons, but um, they're finding that there's benefits way beyond that. Well, let's just, um, I was going to ask you a different question, but let's hit the pause button on that one. Let me see if I can even remember what it was going to be. Um, so I don't lose that question. Yeah, I know what it was. Okay. So let's hit the pause button on that question and go with what are the benefits? Why would I want to intermittent fast? Right. Um, so a lot of people lose weight. Um, and so they, that, that's a benefit in many ways. I mean, in many, most people could lose, could stand to lose a few pounds. Um, there are few, there are a few people who really, you don't want to, you don't want them to lose weight. And, and, um, you know, they can get other benefits from intermittent fasting, but a lot of people lose weight. Um, and then it also decreases inflammation in our bodies and inflammation is, uh, attached or correlated with a ton of bad outcomes, including like, um, heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's. There's, um, a lot of not good things that are connected with inflammation in our systems. And so intermittent fasting decreases that inflammation. Um, it helps with um, insulin resistance, right? So people who are uh, pre-diabetic, diabetic, type 2 diabetes, not type 1, um, they, get, they can often reverse that through intermittent fasting because they, their insulin resistance um, is impacted, is impacted. So, um, yeah, those, those are things. And then for the brain, um, and we can go into this a little bit later, but you know, when you hit that fasting stage, your body is using your, the reserves in your fat cells as fuel, which actually gets turned into ketones to fuel your brain. 
Um, and those, once you have ketones in your brain, that does amazing things for focus, concentration. Um, it repairs damaged cells. Um, it helps with the growth of neurons. So there's a lot of kind of really cool things that are happening in the brain um, when you get into that fasting state. How long does it take you to get into that fasted state? <laughs> That's the, the golden the mystery question. The mystery yeah. question. yeah. <laughs> And again, that varies. I mean, it really depends on what you're eating when you're not fasting. So how much, okay, I'm going to give you kind of the overall thing. So our bodies need fuel, right? Um, to, to run, to, or for our brains to work, for our muscles to work, for our hearts to pump. Um, we use glucose is the first fuel. So you can think of glucose as like your cash on hand, like the cash in your wallet. So your body's going to use that first because it's easy. Um, it's there. It's available. And it's um, sugar. It's sugar, right. I mean, it's like it's, it's what we eat. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's what we're putting glucose into our sugar. other than pure fats and pure protein, right? So glucose is anything other than that or it gets turned into glucose. Um, and then so when we, when we eat extra more than we're burning off um, – we store that extra energy in our livers as glycogen. So that's kind of like your checking account, right? So once your body is done with the glucose, it'll be like, okay, well, I still need energy now. So I'm going to tap into that checking account and um, use some of that glycogen. So, and then once we deplete the glycogen, we go into the savings account, which is the energy or fat that's stored in our cells. So that's the it's hardest to for our bodies to access, and it's the last fuel resource that our body uses. Um, so the trick is to deplete the glucose first, and then de deplete the glycogen in our liver, which is easier said than done, right? So you have that stored glycogen for a reason. That's how our bodies survive, and um, it, if you're doing intermittent fasting, um, it can take months to deplete that glycogen, um, depending on what you're eating in between and how much glycogen you have stored. Um, so you know what I'm thinking of, don't you? You know what you're thinking of. Um, I'm thinking of the summer that Molly worked at Utterly Delicious Ice Cream Shop, and she brought me free ice cream home every night at 10:30 at night. So just to just to break down and reinforce what Fran just said. You eat, your body takes what you ate and makes it into a usable fuel source that we are just going to call glucose for this show. What you don't need immediately, your body shoves into its checking account, which is your liver in the form of glycogen. When you run out of glucose running around in your body and your body needs more fuel, it taps into your checking account your liver with the glycogen and pulls that out. When that's depleted and your body needs something else, your body pulls your fat stores. Correct. So your body has to get through what it's got on hand, what it's stored in its checking account, and then hit the, the fat stores yes. to, to maintain energy and running. So I was filling my checking account so diligently <laughs> with the sugar from the ice cream every at night. At 10 o'clock at night. Every for night. Yes. Yes. For three months. 
before I laid down and went to sleep. So before I laid down and went into my inactivity mode, my basal caloric mode, you know, like all we're doing is maybe some restless leg kicking and just breathing, heart beating, right? And I was filling that up. And what also happened was I was getting up at 5.30 and giving myself another payday, right? Because I was having that creamer in my coffee. So -hmm. I was giving myself some more glucose. Right. So what my beautiful body did was said, oh, we've got plenty of glucose because she's just eating that ice cream. Let's throw some in the checking account. Let's store some in her liver for glycogen just in case she needs it later. And then it said, wow, the checking account is so bountiful. Let's shove some on her thighs because <laughs> one day, you know, if an, if an asteroid hits, she may not have food. Yes. Yeah. And so that's, that's the beauty of her body. Well, that's what? the beauty of her bodies, right? Like that yes, is beautiful that, system. Beautiful. Absolutely. And it, and it worked for us for lots and lots of years until now yes. we have had this abundance of food and we, you know, we think we need to eat all the time. Um, and so back to why this intermittent fasting is helpful for people, because it it's it, instead of saying, oh my gosh, what do I need to eat every couple hours? It's a very kind of strict, you're just not eating anything. Well, um, and because your our bodies, I don't think we're actually designed to have an abundance of food. No. That's not how we were designed. That's why we get fat when we have an abundance of food. That's right. why Before we need a period that we're not eating so that our body can clean out yes. the checking account. We're supposed yes. to deplete the checking account and then fill it up and then deplete it and then fill it up. Yes. Mine was always filled. Right. And what's fascinating is that we can eat if we the same amount of calories, the, sa- the exact same food. We can eat in the in our eating window um, and not gain weight. And if we ate it throughout the day, we would gain weight. And that is it's because not about calorie, huh? Not about okay. calories. It is about is about wh- when and what we put in our bodies. And um, you know, and part of that is because if we're eating little bits all day long, our glucose is continually spiking. And it's up. So it's like you're, and when you have glucose surging through your body, you cannot access that fat. You can't access the fuel from the fat. And so um, when you're giving your body this window of, of really zero um, fuel source, it is able, your glucose goes, your insulin goes down um, and you're able to access um, these other resources. So, the benefits of intermittent fasting, weight loss if you need it, if that's a goal for you, decreased inflammation, decreased insulin level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Improved, you know, improved. Um, improved brain health. Improved brain health. Um, people, a lot of people feel very clear. You know, their brains are clear. Clear, Yeah clear-headed when they are fasted um, or in that fasting state. Um, First time I did a 24-hour fast, I woke up at like five o'clock that morning and I was like, this is the best day ever. 
Yeah. You'd I mean, be more I active. was on and yep. ready to rock and roll. It felt phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So you got there. You were in ketosis. It's awesome. Yeah. And to answer my own question that I asked you before, how long does it take you to get there? It's variable and it has varied for me. You know, I've done a five day fast. I've done a 24 hour fast. I've done a 72 hour fast. I've played with that multiple times and I get there quicker at different times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. And that's just within your own body. So for <laughs> yeah. person, it's going to, it's going to vary too. Okay. And so, you know, I think people do it for a week or two and don't see the results that they want and get frustrated. Um, but just, just, I mean, stick with it. Like it, if it's something that you really want to do, it just, sometimes it takes longer or you can throw in a 24 hour fast, you know, or you can throw in a longer fast because that will deplete that glycogen in your, in your liver much more quickly. So let me ask you the question I didn't want to forget to ask you because I get this one a lot too. Um, I get, if I'm not fasting at all, not paying attention at all, maybe I graze through the day, maybe I get up and have that first cup of coffee at 5.30 with the creamer in it, and I finally put my wine glass uh, in the sink at 10 before I go to bed. How can I start? Where's the best way for me to start an intermittent fasting routine? Yeah, that's a that's a, a great question. Um, the, what I... What I always tell people is that the baseline should be don't, because you wake up in the morning, don't eat anything um, except water, drink plenty of water um, for an hour, right? So you should just be consuming water for that first hour after you wake up. <clears throat> and then you should shoot for stopping eating two to three hours before you go to bed. So that's going to naturally give you probably an eight or probably a 12 hour fasting window just, just by doing that. Um, which, you know, is, is, is a start. It's a great start. Um, and, and what, so when I say stop eating, I mean, I mean, stop consuming anything with calories in it. So that glass of wine at 10 a.m. is not does not fit into a fasting. If you're having a glass of wine at 10 a.m., I want you to call oh, yes. us right now. It's 828. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah. If you're having a glass at 10. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool, that's a new podcast. Yeah. yeah. 10 p.m. Yeah. But does I mean that was a hard one for me to give up because mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that kind of late night glass of wine. It would help me fall asleep. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was fine. Um it, if and in, within a fasting routine, it is yeah. not fine. And don't get me started on the sleep um, changes oh, after alcohol. Yeah. That's, that too is another podcast. I know. that. Okay. So yeah. people can start with a 12 hour window. Um, and I'm going to throw this in too, uh, because sometimes I think when we do these podcasts, we forget that we've got to back way up. We've done this a long time. Right. And so we've got to back way up. So one of the first things I ask my people is, well, what are you doing now? Right. And, you know, like any little thing better than what you're doing now is a step in the right direction. And yes. like, like me, if you're literally waiting for your kid to come home and deliver the ice cream and staying up with them until 1130 eating uh, and then up at six, that's what maybe a seven hour window. So 
for me, when Fran, you first coached me and we chose a 12 to 14 hour window, 12 hours was a lot bigger than seven. Yes. Yeah. That's a big change. Yeah. And, and so I just needed to know what, take a look, you know, first step, I guess, is take a look at what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so then, and make little changes, you know, it doesn't have to be this huge change all at once. And so I think one of the things that I find that people are having trouble with is, is creamer in their coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, oh my God, because the things you can have that will not break your fast. And I'm very strict about this. And there's all sorts of different information about that. Um, I'm very strict about it. I don't, all I have is water. Um, I put some salt in my water because I need some electrolytes because I usually work out when I'm fasted. Um, And black coffee. So you can have black tea, black coffee and water. Now I know some people will say like, if you just eat, um, you know, pure fats, you know, put butter in your coffee that that doesn't break your fast. Um, and while it may here's, not- where, here's where I feel, what I feel like on that. I feel like it, it depends, and you and I have talked about this, that every question we get, the answer is it depends. Yes. Right? It depends on what your goals are. Are you going for, I want to not only, because there's fuel sources in your body after you hit your fats, right? Yes. Your muscle is a fuel source. All those random broken up old cells are fuel sources. Cancer cells are fuel sources. You know, you definitely want your body to go right through your glucose, your glycogen, your fat to get to some of those things and and eat on some of that stuff. So especially when you're doing a longer term fast, you can break your fast with just 20 calories you know, right. and, and let your body chew up that 20 calories, but you're kicking yourself out of those other processes that your body has taken the time to get into. Correct. Right. Yes. So it, so for me, it depends if you want to break your fast, break it, but know why you're doing it, what you're doing. Right. Uh, yes. And if that fits into your goals, like, so, right. So back to your answer is that, yes, it absolutely depends on what your goals are. Um, but, but you're a, you're a coffee, tea, water girl. I, yep. Yeah. And there, there are plenty of people who are getting benefits from, you know, throwing that MCT oil in their coffee or the coconut oil or. And um, the salt, you know, I had a person one day when I was doing a five day, it was actually when I was getting my uh, health coaching stuff at Duke. And so we're all about 50 of us they're becoming health coaches and another nurse practitioner uh, and I were having a conversation. I was fasting. I was fasting that five days that I was there. It was the first time I'd done a five day fast. And I was having, I think some electrolyte powder that did not break my fast. And Mm -hmm. she said, why are you giving your body that? You you let your body figure that out. That's some of that. um, Hmm. That's some of the, what did she call it? Variability, I think, in uh-huh. how your body can figure out and and um, transition easier. And so that was an interest. And you're right. There's all kinds of fat. There's dry fast. There's wet water fast. There's. Yes, there are. Yeah. And they're fast where people can eat 500 calories a day. You know, yeah. the, yes, all sorts of different fasts. And so, um, 
And that's, that's actually interesting. And so, and, and there's so much different information out there. So you have to just be really clear about what your goals are, um, what you're wanting to get out of it and what's going to work in your, in your lifestyle, because if it's not going to fit into your lifestyle, then it's not going to work. You're not going to stick to it. Um, so then it just, you know, it takes trial and error and it takes, um, practicing and tweaking and seeing how, seeing how it feels and then, you know, tweaking again. It's with any. Okay, so that brings me to another question is when you work with people who are going from zero to intermittent fasting, um, what common barriers do you see? What common like bumps in the road do they experience and how have you seen them solve those? So, I mean, a lot of the barriers are just in people's heads. You know, I don't want to be hungry. I hate being hungry. I get really irritable, um, you know, and so it's, so it's working with that. So if you do feel hungry, so then what, what happened, you know, and kind of having them understand what happens in their bodies when they, when they feel hungry and what, and it may be that, yes, your blood sugar is dropping really far and you are irritable. So how do we, how do we play with that? Maybe we shorten the fast, or maybe we look at what you're eating prior to the fast. Um, another one is that it's not working. You know, I've been doing this and I haven't dropped any pounds. In fact, I've gained weight, um, you know, so just kind of that giving up really quickly. I think we're very accustomed to wanting quick fixes. And when they don't happen quickly, and particularly when you've been doing something that may be a little bit uncomfortable, um, you want to see results. And so it's, it's just, again, working with them to recognize what, what their goals are how, you know, what can we tweak to make this maybe not uncomfortable for them? Um, and just working with them to, uh, to, to stick with it. If this is within what, you know, if this is leading to what their goals ultimately are. So, so again, very- and not being frustrated, you know, I always say to people, you can't have back pain for 25 years and go to the chiropractor and expect to, it to be gone after a session. Like you just can't, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. Same thing with massage therapists. It, it doesn't make sense. You can't expect to yourself. Although, man, I did that this weekend. I was playing tennis in my second ever match and I want to be like Serena Williams. Like now it's my second <laughs> match. Come on, why didn't I get that shot? <laughs> so, right. so it's in all of us. We are all yes. want to be, you know, we want it to happen quickly without putting the work in. And that's, you know, I, you know, I tell this to my kids all the time. Like you, you have to put the work in. And so that applies across the board. And it just So is- with your intermittent fasting, if I am Joe Bl- if I'm Amy Chang of December 2021 and I'm sitting down with Fran for the first time and we're talking about, hey, gosh, I've gotten fat. And I start that intermittent fasting specifically for some fat loss, not just weight loss, but fat loss. What's a reasonable um, time frame for me to check back in and make sure I'm meeting those goals or not? To check back in with yourself or to check it back in with me as a health coach? Um, you like well, both weight? really. But what, what's the expectation there? Should I, um, like, I know that you're not going to tell me right now. Yeah. Check back in with a week, you know, check your body in a week, check your body fat in a week, see how you're doing. That's not how that rolls. 
No. So what's a reasonable time frame for me to begin seeing some body fat loss or weight loss or whatever I'm trying to get to? Uh, you know, again, it's very, it's variable, but I would say a month, month, six weeks um, before okay. you really start seeing results. And again, that depends on how much glycogen you have in your muscles and in your um, liver um, and what you're eating. If I'm, if I'm, you know, eating tons of pasta and bread in the time that I am able to eat, then it's going to take longer. You know, if I'm being really careful about what I'm putting in my body during my eating window, I'm eating clean. I'm eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, low carbs, more high, you know, healthy fats, then it's going to be quicker. So it's, it's, again, it's very, it's variable, but I would say, you know, four to six weeks, if you're, okay. if you're doing it, if you're doing it correctly. I mean, if you, if you are not, you know, sneaking that Oreo at night, which will, or ice cream. So um, if you start, okay, or peanut butter, moose tracks mm -hmm. ice cream. Um, so if you start and in six weeks, nothing has shifted, probably you can start looking at other things to tweak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And tuning into your body along the way, paying attention, you know, keeping a journal. Like today I was super hungry. So what did I eat? You know, like just kind of being aware of what your body is telling you, because that is your biggest information source. Mm. It's I not think that is not books. across the board, the biggest gap I find yes. in my clients. That yes. is once, once we get to that spot where they have learned at least a beginner skill level on listening and interpreting right. their body signals. Oh my gosh, we're rocking and rolling. It takes a minute to get there. Yeah, it does. And we've, yeah, we've been so disconnected from our bodies for so long. Um, that is another podcast because yeah, that's, that's a four chapter podcast right there. We have so many to do, Amy. Yeah. So yeah. many podcasts to do. But I hope, I hope people got at least something, at least the beginnings of some understanding of intermittent fasting and recognizing that it's not a one size fits all process at all. Um, and that there, there are some really important benefits you get from it, but it, it is, it's individualized and you need to um, pay attention to your own body and, you know, tweak as you go. And it helps to, to talk it through with somebody. Um, so both Amy and I are certainly available for that. Um, but again, depends uh, on the week. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I hope, yeah, I hope people um, got something out of this. We are um, looking forward to doing more podcasts. I'm sure this will come up again. Uh, and if there are any questions, I think they can. Um, yeah, that would be super helpful. Um, so this, uh, can I ask you one last little question before we wrap? Absolutely. Okay. Um, what is the intermittent fasting nugget that you wish you'd effing figured out when you first started intermittent mm. fasting? Um, you know, I'm going to go back to our last point, which is to listen to my own body. Um, and 
to, and that's really been my guide. I don't weigh myself. I don't check my body fat. Um, it's really, it's, it's really learning to tune in to, you know, if I'm hungry at 13 hours, that's telling me something. Um, you know, it may be telling me that I'm thirsty, actually, and then I'm misinterpreting that signal and I just need to drink some water. Um, it may be telling me that I didn't, you know, eat enough in the last, you know, like before and not enough fat to sustain me through whatever. It's telling me something. Um, so it's really tuning into to, to me and what my body's telling me. Nugget of the day. Yeah. Listen to your body. Awesome. Mine's usually telling me that I'm stressed out or bored. <laughs> when, when my body says hunger, I'm like, that's such bull crap. You're not hungry. <laughs> you right. Five days without food, lady. You ain't hungry. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, you, the, we have, most of us have plenty of um, fuel stored that we may feel hungry, but we're not, we're going to be okay if we don't eat immediately. Yeah. I, I, I read that um, book, Obesity Code by Jason Fung life-changing for the way I interpreted my body's hunger signals and, and what I did with them. Right. Yes. And that's like, that, yeah, we're so used to just shoving food in our, our mouths when we feel hungry because we, you know, it's, a, it, we interpret it as very uncomfortable when it doesn't necessarily have to be. No. So no, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, Fran. Is there, Anything I missed or anything that there's so much more to talk about on this, but um, I know, I know. For a general overview, this was this was absolutely a great start. Um, and yeah, you your expertise in it is um, very much appreciated. You you have I, I've never done more than a you know eighteen hour fast. So um, having your experience and expertise. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll do one on, on, on that. I, I can't speak to um, what everybody's longer fast will be like, but I can share my experiences. And, sure and there were a lot. And since yeah. I was clear-headed, I actually remember them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would be helpful for people also. So we will revisit this topic. Yeah. yeah. But thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We will be back. Have a yep. great awesome. day. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye, Amy. Bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.